pilfered everything, while the house fell into pieces. He took a deep sip of his champagne. The debts piled up one on top of another, and what I am now facing is an enormous number of bills which cannot be met. I have nothing to sell, and have not the slightest idea how I can pay them. Lord Shield sighed. Ah, I wish I could help you, Michael. But as you well know, I have been walking a tightrope for very much the same reason as you. All I can offer you would hardly feed a rat for a week, let alone horses and cattle, or anything else you possess. They are very likely to starve anyway, the Earl said dejectedly. Only this morning, before I came to London, the man who supplies the oats for the horses and the other foodstuffs required on the farm has refused to deliver anything more until I pay his bill. Have you nothing you could sell? The Earl gave a sharp laugh, with no humour in it. You do not suppose that I have not thought of that. The house is in a terrible state of disrepair. It is, of course, entailed, just the same as the pictures, the furniture and everything else. He gave another mirthless laugh before adding, Entailed for the sun, I can never afford to have. It is the most dismal story I have ever heard, Lord Shield exclaimed, and poured some champagne into the Earl's glass. There is nothing I can do, unless you can produce a good idea. Lord Shield sat back in his chair. He was a good-looking young man, very English and aristocratic in his appearance. At the same time there was a look of intelligence about him which was more appropriate to a scholar or a statesman than a young soldier. The same might have been said of the Earl, except that he was unusually handsome. When he first appeared at social gatherings, he had been welcomed effusively by mothers with debutante daughters. Now, since he had left the army, he had found no time for such social occasions. He had just struggled on despairingly to repair the damage that had accumulated on his estate. When he had looked at the acres of unsown land and at the farm buildings which needed urgent repair, he had felt increasingly helpless. He had found it a Herculean task which no sensible man would have attempted in the first place. So he had travelled to London today to call on his solicitors. They had made it very clear to him that he was completely and absolutely bankrupt. As he had followed his friend's thoughts, Lord Shield said unexpectedly, There must be something you can do. Tell me what, John. To be truthful, I might easily be sent to prison. Again there was silence. I have a vague idea coming to me. Lord Shield said, and there is just an off chance that it might be of some help. His voice did not sound very encouraging, but the Earl answered, I will try anything. I have lain awake night after night hoping for a miracle, but miracles never happen in real life. What I am thinking about is just that. Tell me about your idea. I read in the newspaper yesterday that a friend of my father's, who I know was also a friend of your father, has just arrived in England from America. I do not know whether you remember him, but his name is Randon. The Earl wrinkled his brow. Randon, he repeated. No, I cannot say I remember him. Well, he was a close friend of our father's a long time ago. I was just leaving Eton at the time, and I remember he tipped me a fiver. That is certainly something to remember, the Earl agreed. I only wish he had done the same for me. Well, he knew your father, 
and as he is presently in London, why should you not renew his acquaintance? Why do you think he would help me? It said in the newspaper that he is enormously rich and made his money in property in the United States. Do you really think I could ask his help? I should think if he has any sense at all, he would show me the door. If he is as rich as you say he is, there will be a great number of old friends holding out empty hands. I have indeed thought of that, and quite frankly, Michael, I was considering whether I should approach him myself. But your need appears to be greater than mine. Perhaps we should go hand in hand with a begging bowl, the Earl suggested, with a note of sarcasm in his voice. No, be serious. If he has returned to London after a long time away, he may not have many friends here, and might be quite pleased to see us. I think it would be wise to arrive separately, the Earl cautioned.